Episode 9 of Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters, talk about X-Wing, and we're all out of power converters. I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I am Alex Smittle. And we are into our second week of sheltering in place during the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, woo, 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 woo. Quick overview. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> we went on official quarantine today, like as a yes. city. Yeah, the, the city officially as of today, we're recording this on Tuesday, we started our the the city's official uh restrictor movements try and work from home shelter in place indeed uh our work has had us all teleworking for the duration so we're going to be uh continuing to broadcast through this whole thing uh how are we all doing with the work from home so far i'm in my bedroom 20 hours a day yeah i'm only going a little crazy everybody out there who's in the similar situation just uh try and keep your spirits up and uh, we'll do our part to do what we can there post on our facebook page interact with us on facebook yeah. that will get us through the work day i mean no we don't no we don't facebook at work no we're we'll doing that during our time work no. day, obviously on break times <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, if you stay to the end of the podcast and listen you'll get all our social media links there uh but if we're all doing cool uh let's talk about the republic it's uh not one of the more popular factions in hyperspace right now. I believe uh, it was the lowest played at the uh, the recent events, Alex? Yeah, my uh, the, the two events that I did the thing on. Yeah, they were the least played. Let me go ahead and pull them up. Because I always forget to do this before the podcast starts. Doop-a-doop-doo. Sweet, super fancy meta-analysis. They were played a total of 8.8% of the time. Lowest out of all the factions. That's very low. Mm-hmm. That's maybe two over the two tournaments of four and two. There were thirteen total in the two tournaments of four and two. Oh, I forgot how big freaking yeah. Game out of one hundred forty-eight, it was thirteen out yeah. of one hundred forty-eight. Yeah. All right. Well, that might be because of uh, what didn't make it into the hyperspace uh, format. I think the uh, Republic kind of got the axe harder than any other faction here. Uh, well, guys, I think this is kind of it's almost like they're personally singling me out here. My Torrance, not in there. My beloved 104th Battalion pilot, Generic Arc, not in there. The Delta 7B title, not in. That Anakin guy, not here. Mace Windu, Sinker, Goji, Sacy Tin, Chancellor Palpatine, Clone Commander Cody, 7th Fleet Gunner, Ahsoka Gunner, Chopper Astromex. In fact, all the unique Astromex except R4P17, they went and just took an ice cream scoop to this faction's cards and left it still with some really powerful uh, pieces, but... I think that with all the things that got stripped away, had they left most of them in, it probably would have been a little too strong for the format. Yeah, I mean, hyperspace would be a meme format if Republic had all of its stuff. True. No I do care. have one one uh, counterpoint to your point, Matthew, about Anakin. It's actually two-thirds of Anakins are in hyperspace. The That's real true. Anakin. <laughs> two out of three Anakins <laughs> are in hyperspace. That's fair. It almost seems like it was set up to uh, kind of prepare for the next wave coming through in April, which would bring the lat in. But yeah. now, with everything kind of thrown into chaos, we have no idea when the lat or the rest of that wave is getting released. Uh, we have no idea kind of what the, the, the future of this particular season of hyperspace is going to be like. Although theoretically, even with the delayed hyperspace trials, they're all supposed to be in this season's format, I believe because they're all season one of the hyperspace trials. The so. store champs, you mean? That's what I mean, yes. The store Push champs, mark. thank you. Yes. 
And so uh, if your local stores haven't already, uh, most of them are likely rescheduling their events. Uh, they should still be in this format. Nothing official's come out on that, however. <laughs> I was say, it's possible that they change the points and then they say, hey, now that we've resumed tournaments, use these new points. We don't know for sure. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Uh, but as to oh sorry, I say as to the uh, the lat being like it seeming like it's part of the faction. I feel like it's also that way for CIS and First Order. Like they each all only got four ships instead of five, like the other factions. Indeed, so, and that could be a little bit of why those factions were uh, lower played than the others. Yeah. But with what they do have, uh, let's go ahead and start with the Arc One Seventy. Uh, it's they took away the uh, the generic pilot, which I kind of can't fault them for because at its low cost, it was rather, I would still say, pretty good in that role. Uh, I know I flew the heck out of it, but overall, uh, the arc is a little bit lackluster right now. Yeah. Uh, I, my guess is they were just cautious with all of the medium and large base generics, except for the scum ones for whatever reason, but... Like, the Ark got removed, the Reaper generic got removed, the Decimator generic got removed, the Falcon generic got removed. Like, all, everything's smaller than a small base ship, or everything larger than a small base ship. It seems like they dropped them. Except for Scum. Except for hey, Scum. Except for Scum, indeed. Scum kept all of their larger base generics. Yeah. All right. Well, specifically, what we do have in is uh, the Squad 7 veteran. That's the I-3 with a talent slot at 44 points. It's in a weird spot, because... At 44 points, there are much better options in the faction, I think. Okay. Uh, I would say that the problem with arcs is you just don't want to put points into them. Like, I, I don't think we've seen an arcs that you successfully put points into, other than maybe Nora and Rebels and Extended. Um, but so the Squad 7 vet is just paying more points to go from I2 to I3, which we've said many, many times is not worth it. Uh, there's not really a useful talent. Maybe you can find something with dedicated, which we'll talk about later, but it's a very convoluted talent that is awkward to use. All right. So, I think it's left yeah. by the wayside. I was going to say, just like, to, and like, so what they have left, and we'll talk about this later, is obviously CLT Jedi are the bread and butter right now. Um, an arc doesn't really fit with CLT Jedi because an opponent can just ignore the Jedi, pounce and remove an arc for not much cost in return. Like, I just don't think they fit well with the CLT Jedi in Naboo thing that Republic is pretty much forced into going in on right now. Right. People still try, though. Man, do they try. They try so hard. <laughs> try every <And> single day. <laughs> <laughs> so the three named uh, fellows that are in the faction, you've got Jag at 48. He's an I-3 with no talent. When a friendly ship at range 1 to 2 in your side arcs defends, you may gain a lock on the attacker. Uh, this is possibly the only good pilot ability on an arc in the hyperspace format right now. And I even then, not so great. Yeah, I would definitely say he's the best of the arcs. And I actually do like his ability. He's just paying a lot of points for it. Um, a lot of points. Yeah. Like, so his ability, another way to think of it, is he has a pseudo-Biggs effect. Because if your opponent doesn't shoot at him, they get punished for it. So they're encouraged to shoot at him. And 48 points is actually the same cost as Biggs on nine health with one agility that's not a terrible value um and whenever people do shoot at other people shoot at other friendly ships you're you're now throwing fully modified shots the problem is, is that if you play against like a vulture swarm or 5x or anything lower than i3 it's a blank pilot ability and now you're investing a ton of points 
Well, you're getting the target lock for future turns, potentially. There's no guarantee yeah. you'll be able to use it. Exactly. Yeah. It's... I guess I shouldn't say blank. I should just say bad. It's a bad ability. Yeah. It's a bad ability if you don't get yeah. to fire the lock the same turn you took it. Yeah. Also, worth pointing out, 48 points. You know what else is 48 points in this faction? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Fly him yeah. instead. Yeah. Isn't he like 52 total points? We'll get uh, yeah. when you, we get there. But uh, also, I think if if you're not talking about just generic CLT Jedi and Obi Wan's not already in your list, there's a different problem. Yeah, yeah. like your mm-hmm. list is over at that point. All right. Well, moving on along to somebody who people keep uh, putting in lists despite there being much better options. Wolf. Yeah. Doing Everybody it. Everybody loves. Oh. I have literally seen someone post a list in a chat in a group chat with Obi Wan, Obi Plo, Rick. Broadside, and I've seen somebody say you should drop Obi Wan for Wolf, and it just it happens, and they keep doing it. Okay, so Wolf at fifty points, initiative four. Uh, he's got one non-recurring charge. You can spend it to get to re-roll a die out his front arc, or regain it to roll an extra die out of his back arc. That is so situational, and even at I four, okay, he's got you know some chance to move after other ships but he's in an arc it's not the most maneuverable ship on the field it's fun to fly but at 50 points there are better things you should be doing with your time uh i'm gonna argue and say that uh it's just not good like it's absolutely not worth 50 points even if there were other even if there weren't other things at 50 points in the faction i would not take wolf but doug could you not just shoot them out the front with your reroll and then fly over them and then get the free die out the back. Yep. So you know what doesn't sound good to me is a tie SF at fifty points. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, it's extra dice, and I get that, but it's also a medium base ship, and is super easy to chunk down. Like nah, I don't like Wolf. Well, and that's not a bad comparison actually to the tie SF with the uh, front and rear arcs. Yes, you're throwing with the worst style. With a worse dial, you're throwing an extra die out the front, but you're going to be more expensive, and you are nine health behind one agility as opposed to six health behind two. It is effectively the effective survival is about the same. Yeah, basically one health or three health equals an agility ish, ish on um, average. On average, calculating survivability. All right. Well, uh, let's move into the uh, definite. We're all in agreement on it. Oddball at 51 points. He's uh, the it, best. <laughs> initiative five. When you perform a red maneuver or action, get a lock on an enemy ship in your bullseye arc. Oh, Oddball. Why is he so popular? Not popular as in people are playing, and popular as in we have three versions of Oddball in this faction. Oh, we're oh. about to have a fourth. I'm pretty sure Oddball's yeah. in the arc, too. He's or in the, the last one of the aces, man. I mean, he's the one in the movie that they call yeah. out by name. True. Okay, that's fair. So he's, um, he's the real. He's one. not in the show, though. He's not in the show. No, that that actually boggled me because I've been rewatching Clone Wars and you know going, hey, I know that pilot. Hey, I know that guy. Where's Oddball? Remember when Broadside got super destroyed by an ion cannon in the second episode of the show? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is a shame he has such a bad ability. Like Joy Rakoff levels are bad because if he had a good ability, it'd be neat to have a useful clone that's popular, like in a lot of ships. Yeah. Sad, sadly, like his ability, there is a there is a chassis that makes that ability amazing. Yeah, it's, it's and it's a, the tie interceptor. Yeah, free yeah. target like locks a, on a tie interceptor. Even like a a, a Jedi a, a Delta Seven would be yeah, like yeah. take R four on it and be great. But yep, the one place I will say that Oddball actually does shine and is worth pouring some upgrades into is the Aces High format. 
uh, I, I don't not... think I believe you still. No, I mean, no, no, it's no. fun. I don't know if we're qualified to discuss the merits of the strength of ships at Aces High. Yeah. Having played more Aces High and missed cuts than you guys, I will uh, <laughs> declare myself the uh, the authority here. Oddball's fun. Uh, but again... It looks so fun. Yeah. yeah. When, we, when we look at the arcs, there's not a whole heck of a lot in hyperspace to uh, justify them right now. Uh, for upgrades especially. Hull upgrade only pushes them to 10 health, which does not increase that half-point threshold at all. And I'd still put hull on there if you have the points. If, yeah, if you yeah. have the points, yeah, survivability is good. But you're still going to be bleeding more points now at half. Like, if you have to have an arc. If you have to have, have an arc, three yes. points. Put all of it on there. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Like if you're bringing it to be a heavy gunship, you might as well let it be a heavy gunship for an extra damage. Well, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, like they're better naked. Like I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like a naked arc fitting into a listed exact amount is better than finding the points to add a hull upgrade on there. Exactly. And again, with hull upgrade, you're looking at anywhere from 47 to 54 points. There are. Probably other options you should look at. In some cases, almost two other options you could look at. So going into some cheaper ships, uh, let's move on to the Naboo N1 Starfighter. It's got the uh, same full throttle ability that the TIE Defender does. Whenever it fully executes a speed 3 or faster maneuver, it may take an evade action. Not a, uh, not a bad ability in a ship that likes to go fast. It's an amazing yeah. ability on every ship. God, if I could just have... Full throttle is an upgrade. I would pay thirty points for it. Mm -hmm. I think the Naboo could actually see some niche use in a different faction. Uh -huh. um, the problem with Republic is it's a lot of situational guns or weak guns, and this is just a cheaper version of those that is like tanky but not dodgy. Like it, it can't really dodge arcs. It's only two agility, so it's still going to take damage. Like if it reduces the damage it takes pretty well. But it's yeah. still taking damage. Right. But like I think a Naboo Starfighter would be great in like Rebels, where they they don't have a super good cheap filler. Like they have A wings, which are fine, but this would do a really good job of being another beefy ship that could also block and gum up the works and fit into lists because it's much cheaper. Indeed. There is that. So starting out with the generic uh, Bravo Flight Officer at 33, uh, it's an initiative two, no pilot ability, no talent, just it's a standard torp and astromech and sensor slots yeah uh, uh this is who i was talking about specifically with with fitting into rebels um mm -hmm. you can take passive sensors on them which is good uh they're the only ship in the game at least in hyperspace that has a sensor slot and a torp slot um and i mean uh, protorps and plasmas are really good yeah. maybe one of the hyenas has them but uh i was gonna say yeah. i think a hyena but who flies yeah. those yeah um either way like there might be something there but i think they're still a little bit too expensive to to really fit in the list with passives and a torp and be useful. Indeed. Um, yeah, especially with the, the torps being 6, 9, or 14 points in this format. Yeah. That is a whole lot of what we were talking about elsewhere. With uh, cheaper ships, you need cheap or no upgrades on them. Yeah. And this is a... It's got a decent dial. Uh, I wouldn't think it would be a bad blocker at I2, but at 33 points, that's a little expensive for a just a simple blocker, I think. Uh, I disagree, but I took a 51-point blocker to a tournament, so... That's true. Um, he beat me in that tournament. <laughs> um, yeah. My only thing about, to add about the Bravo is that they can be sneaky. Like You throw a random passives pro torp 50-point Bravo flight officer into your list. 
mm-hmm. all of a sudden your opponent's aces are terrified. Obviously, because you brought a fifty point anti ace ship, they brought only generics. Yeah. But <laughs> like that's fifty points of I will murder any ace who comes in this arc. Yeah. And it's I mean, there's better versions of it we'll talk about later, but like you can do worse than a passes Protocorps Bravo Flight Officer. Yeah, I agree. Even a naked Bravo Flight Officer I don't think is bad. I just don't think it's correct in competitive list building. All right. You want to hear something that's worse? How about for five <laughs> points more, Denny Elberger at initiative three uh, with the pilot ability that is possibly one of the most situational. If you revealed the same speed maneuver as the ship you are attacking or defending against, they can't mod dice against her. Yeah, it's bad. It comes out a lot. uh, Ah, we just talked about something similar to this. That's uh, midnight. Yeah, but it's much more situational. It's on an initiative three. You've got to guess well what they're doing. Now, I will say that if you had the uh, and I forget which one it is, the droid that lets you change the speed of the maneuver you perform, then. Okay, maybe. R five seventeen. No, the one that's still it in was, hyperspace. No, the one that's still not, in is the one that lets you. It was R four P six or something like yeah. that. Uh, it's it, but even then, uh, you're dealing with you have to have maybe dialed in the right maneuver in the first place because you have to still guess correctly, and it's just it, it's not a good ability. No. Not certainly not worth five points over the generic. Hey, man. Yeah. They've got all the one through five speed abilities. That's a one in five chance of getting it right every time. Yay. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's four points less than Midnight for three less initiative and a way more situational triggering of the same ability. Um, And like we discussed with Midnight, even when you trigger it, like, you're a two die shot. So, okay. (laughs) I mean, like, she's in a better chassis than Midnight. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's. Don't bring her. Like, mm-hmm. don't bring a lot of pilots, and especially not her. All right. Well, moving on to one that uh, you could argue that they absolutely should bring uh, Lil Anakin Skywalker at 41 points, initiative four with one force. Before you move, you can spend a force to barrel roll. It does not count as taking the barrel roll action. So you can spin to your little heart's content, Annie. Spin, yeah. we shall. Uh, I think he is in contention for best ship in the Republic, like pilot in the Republic. I would... uh, particularly with passive sensors and proton torpedoes, although plasmas also work. Um, it's expensive is the problem, which, yeah. Uh, but the, the ability to have fully mod- well, pseudo-fully modified torpedoes in a force and a target lock is really strong. Uh, and the ability to... Oh, come sorry. with an evade, too. Like Yeah, with an evade. The ability to barrel roll to like pre-move barrel roll to range control is really strong with those torpedoes um, or block. And yep, yeah. That's the thing is after those torpedoes are spent or whenever they close range, you can just block with it. Um, but he's a little tricky to fly. Like you really have to get those torpedoes off meaningfully to be worth his points because he's a whopping fifty-seven with proton torpedoes. Uh, yeah, sensors. And if he ends up blowing his torps on non-priority targets, he does not do much. The one situation I ran into when running him was I'd only ran Rick in the Torrent, or not the Torrent, in the Naboo before then, and I kind of forgot they only have two agility. And even with Focus Evade, on two agility, you do take damage. Indeed. Uh, so it's you got to be careful with how you position him so he doesn't just get melted by an entire list. And he, he flies differently than Rick. Like, Rick is making oh, yeah. huge maneuvers. Anakin's doing a lot of actually slower maneuvers mm-hmm. to set up that arc and those passive sensor torpedoes. Yep. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, one uh, interesting thing about him is that he is the only Force user with a talent slot. That's true. Sadly, there are no good talents to take with him. That's, true. Yeah, that is true. Well, for uh, one more point, you have the Naboo Handmaiden at 42 points, uh, Initiative 1, Unique 2. And when they come into play, you give the deco sorry, decoyed condition to uh, one of your allied ships. The decoyed condition allows the, the, the ship that is decoyed to spend your evades as if they were theirs. Uh, within a certain range, babe. Within a certain range. Uh, it's interesting because they are Here, units. So you, I've got you the can, actual text if you want. Yeah. Uh, you while you defend, each friendly Naboo handmaiden in the attack arc may spend one evade token to change one of your results to an evade result. If you are a Naboo starfighter, you can add an evade result instead. Right, so if they're being decoys for, say, Padme, as would be thematic, it would be somewhat efficient. Uh, interesting that you can uh, bring two of them, but the condition is unique, so you only apply it once. But, you can, spurn, but you can burn both their evades. Yeah. Exactly. They, they can both do the evade trick. Yep. With the one condition being out there, not just the one who applied the condition. Yeah, and it is pretty neat. Uh, they are still 42 points for an otherwise unremarkable chassis. Yeah, I think the best thing about bringing Naboo Handmaidens is you can make this one's a decoy memes while playing. True. Hey, I wouldn't call it a... What, I don't know what you said for the chassis. Middling, is that what you said? Yeah. I don't know. I guess a full throttle's fantastic, and that yeah. elevates the ship above the four to five health to... Two attack, two defense ships because they get free evades every turn. That, that is true. That means like, they stick around a little longer to maybe make those two attack dice mean a little more. Yeah, I mean that ship chassis is worth eight points over a torrent. It's a better dial as well, but um, at least seven of those points are, are the full throttle ability. Like full throttle, full throttle is very very good. It is. <laughs> so she's just too. Ex they're just too expensive. Is yeah. the problem? Like, they actually have a phenomenal ability. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's I, I'm kind of thankful they're way too expensive. Yeah. Like, you're paying nine more points to be one initiative lower than a Bravo flight officer. Um, we've talked about like I personally prefer I one to I two, uh, especially on a ship that can go as fast as this for blocking potential. Um, and the defensive condition is really nice. It's just kind of situational. Uh, you have to be in the attack arc, but not being shot at. Um, and and that's that's a very very steep price to pay for it. If they came out of like thirty five. Run for the hills because oh, double God, yeah. double handmaidens yeah. coming out all over this place. Yeah, well, I'm just uh, perfectly just bring, happy with them at forty-two. Yeah, just to bring something up, uh, looking on advanced targeting computer, there is no entry for the Naboo handmaiden. It has not made an appearance yet. Nobody's yeah. ever tried it. Like I don't think. No, so again, uh, I, think uh, I remember seeing a couple when they first came out when they were like forty-four or something ridiculous like that. But yeah, that's... yeah, they're just too expensive. All right. Well, for the same cost, uh, 42 points, you get Rick Ali, Initiative 5. Uh, he'd like to go fast. He's amazing. Well, he's really good at what he does. He is um, that. The thing is, everybody also knows how good he is at what he does, which makes him very, very predictable. Um, like, if, if you're not completely new to the game and you've paid attention to the meta, I'm sure you saw Rick absolutely tear it up at the beginning of the last meta and then kind of fade out as time went on. And it's it's just it's pretty easy to play around him uh, because you know he's going to do those big fast three turns or three banks or five straights, um, and he has really bad time on target as a result of it. Like he really needs to go fast to get his ability. He really doesn't want to talent roll and loses evade. He doesn't uh, want to because, boost and not take his focus very yeah. often. 
You know, so he makes these giant sweeping turns, and then he comes in, and it's just a focus modified shot, and sometimes that just craps out. Um, that's not to say he's not good, because he's 42 points for a ridiculously efficient stat line. Yeah. If you get really good at taking up target locks on the mm-hmm. disengage, it makes his it elevates his offense handily. Yeah. Um, the other big thing he's good at is bait. Like mm-hmm. if you just throw Rick at a list and then bounce, and they chase him for even just a turn, preferably two or three, they're not going to kill him. He's too tanky for that, and that gives the rest of your rest of your list time to pound into them if they if they take the bait on Rick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the if, best way to think of it. Oh, sorry. I say if they don't. You're worse off. But. <laughs> so the best way to think of it is defensively, he's a defender for half the cost, uh, whopping 26 points less than a Delta, an I1 defender. Yep. Um, like he definitely has value. He just, I'll, you look at him and you think, wow, 42 points. He has that great ability. He's essentially a 3 3. He can probably carry lists, and he's not going to do that. No. Um, but he's still very good. Yeah, I will say from experience, the saddest thing in the world is an ionized Rick Ali. <laughs> or fighting or vulture droids, droids on yeah <laughs> yeah so if you're playing rick against droids and they land on a rock uh they can just reveal five straights and not move but that's their dial so you don't get to... <laughs> that's right because he, he ref- his ability refers to their revealed maneuver not their performed maneuver correct yeah and yeah for the exact same reason when he's when he's ionized he doesn't reveal a maneuver so yep so everything's faster than him indeed all right, and uh, at the top of the cost chain, we have Padme Amidala at 45 points. Uh, she's an initiative four, and the ability that when it was previewed, we all thought was going to be super uh, oppressive, that ships in her arc when uh, attacking her or defending against her can, not, can only modify one focus. It's not just against her. Oh, it's, that's right. No, it is. It's it, everybody. So yeah, she basically, uh, she's got that little lockdown beam going on. Yeah, uh, and she is very, very good. It's just, uh, I think something people found out with Naboo's is that they either have bad time on target or they're pretty squishy for their cost. Like, if you're not doing those big three-speed moves, getting that evade, it's pretty easy to blow up a 5 ship on two agility um, without a focus, or without an evade. Padme's whole thing is that time on target. Yeah. Like, yep. Right, and really with this ship, if you are taking advantage of the full throttle ability you're doing those three straights banks or turns and it's like you just said really hard to maintain time on target like that mm-hmm. if you want to take your focus action uh if you want to try and knife fight with them and not get that free evade it's it's iffy uh, i mean it really depends on what your matchup is but i've always found that flying against them if i've got even you know the great rick ali in a 1v1 with my last ship if I've got the initiative advantage, it's generally uh, almost a done deal. That's not to say that oh. he's not still an amazing ship. At 42, Rick Ali is probably one of the more efficient power pieces in the game. That'd be fair. I'll take most matchups one-on-one if I have the initiative advantage. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. But yeah, I think like I mean, Rick is Rick is fine. He can close the game if it gets down to him having to. But, like, obviously he'd rather have something else. And yeah. that's just not the role that Naboo are supposed to play. Like, No, they're, they're really good at hit-and-run tactics. Yeah. Uh, yeah back no. to Padme. Uh, she is really good, but again, similar to the Naboo Handmaiden, she's just a little too expensive, and that's probably a good thing. 
Uh, a world where Padme is everywhere does not sound like a very fun world. It does not. Yeah. No, but it's it's actually it's almost like uh, what were you saying? Uh, which ship last week you're saying defeated by its own complexity? Here you have a ship uh, that's almost Vantex, almost defeated. Yeah. yeah, almost defeated by its own pilot ability with Padme. Mm-hmm. In that, to use her ability the best, you want to be moving slowly to keep that arc on target, but that negates a lot of the uh, benefits of the Naboo starfighter. Yeah, I mean, you, that, can, you can fly Padme to make her work. You just can't jest with her in a block with the rest of your lists. Yeah. You got to hit him from the side, from like the side at a forty-five degree angle with Padme, so you can get the follow-ups that are effective. Yeah, and all that being said, if you're gonna fly Padme, please run Luminara with her because please if you're, God. Yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna bring the ship that's a pain in the butt to play against, bring the one that makes it even better. Yeah, bring the whole combo. <laughs> yep. True. So. Uh, the Nubu Starfighter as a whole, uh, not a lot of room for upgrades on them. They do not have a mod slot. Uh, some people I've seen putting Daredevil on Rick. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Uh, so the big thing is their blues don't have turns. It's only three banks, two banks, and then like two through four straight or something like that. Which are amazing um, blues. Oh, there's really good blues. Uh, but so the thing with Daredevil is if you do a three turn and then Daredevil, it's like, cool, I just did essentially a 180. Uh, but then the next turn, you're forced into a three bank, so you didn't actually gain any, uh, angle. yeah, any angle coverage. Like, uh, and some people are like, but I just use Daredevil to get a shot like on that turn, and then it's not a big deal if I just have to do a bank to clear out. But then you're using your only action to boost, so you're taking an unmodified shot at someone, and uh, okay, like, and then for variable, I, maybe that'll pay off, but most maybe. of the time it won't. And then after that, though, because you do a three bank. You're just like, oh, I'll just daredevil to get this shot. And you're gonna do that over and over again. Because you're always there's almost always gonna be a shot you can daredevil into after a three bank. But yeah. you're taking just like now you're just taking always unmodified shots. Yeah, I think it kind of encourages you into playing suboptimally, uh rather than disengaging and like picking up a target lock for Which later use. A yeah. very effective way to fly right. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna daredevil in constantly and you'll get a lot more shots, they just won't be meaningful shots. Okay. Well, another thing I've seen that kind of uh, mollifies that a little is throwing an R4 Astromech on Rick. Why? Yeah, why? We just established that they have good blues. And And they want to go fast. Yeah, and unless you're taking terrible, you're not stressing yourself very often. The occasional talent roll. And, like, making your one and two speeds blue is counterproductive. Yeah. All right. R4 is... One of the most overrated guards in the game. Agreed. I there are a couple of instances where I think R four is appropriate, and then the rest of the time you should, I, in my opinion, you should not bring R four. Yep. Agreed. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, we can do a whole episode about R four astronauts. I don't think we can. <laughs> Actually, I, I think oh, Tug and I could. <laughs> I'm sure we could talk about why we don't like R four for a long time. All righty. Uh, so I think for the Naboo Starfighter, it's got a very. Uh, very niche uh, role, but it fills that niche role well. I uh, think the only upgrades you're really going to see are if people are running that passives and torps on Anakin, or maybe not even passives. He's an I-4. He could very well go without Passives are too yeah. cheap. Put passives on. Only three points. There are a lot of fives still. All right. That's true. So. Dirt cheap. Like, there's... Yeah. You should bring passives on your I-6s even... Yeah. And not to mention, uh, particularly in this faction, if you're bringing Anakin, you probably have some I-5 Jedi with him. 
So passives are actually really useful for making sure that you target lock the opponent, the thing that you want to shoot at when he shoots. They're fed Rao. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like if you're, if you're trying to decide between two targets and you target lock one and then Obi-Wan kills that ship, you just don't get to fire your torp. If you passive sensors and Obi-Wan kills that ship, you can target lock a different ship. Things like that. Very strong. All right, so let's move on to a, uh, a ship that's more in my style, the BTLB Y-Wing. Uh, it's... Initially, I was uh, a little soft on this ship because I've just never liked the look of the Republic-era Y-Wing, but it has, it has really, really grown on me. Uh, that plated hull ability to turn a... As long as you're not critically damaged, turn a critical result into a hit result... It can be really good. Uh, it's not going to turn off unless you're taking double crits to the hull or rock bomb damage. Uh, it's it's not incredibly overpowered, but it's one of those things that just helps a little bit with that survivability. It's there. Um, I'd like to again stress that turning crits to hits does not mathematically increase your survival by a non-negligible amount. Yeah, it, but it's, it's yeah. free. It is. Yeah. Why, so. I say so when when it came out, Y wings were a point more. Republic Y wings were one point more than Rebel or Scum, and I thought that was very bad. And now they're the same price, and I think it's because FFG figured out that it's not worth a point, especially with the dials worse. Um, so now you dials can make worse. the argument that like the dials worse, but you get that, so they're worth the same. You do also um, get a better whole shield ratio. You do, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, the the dial having only the one and two straights as its blue maneuvers can be somewhat restrictive, but this is a ship that shouldn't be stressed very often, I think. Literally yeah. twice ever. <laughs> Another thing <laughs> That's about exaggeration, but is right. like changing crits to hits is very like its strength is very reliant on how susceptible to crits the ship is. So like Suntir Fell would pay out the wazoo for this ability. Out, out the butt. Fenrao yeah. would pay out the butt for this yeah, ability. But a Y Wing, there's not a ton of crits that super cripple them, so it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Again, I'm not going to turn it down if it's free. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's... But it's, I yeah. don't... It is not particularly impactful. Yep. All right. Well, as you mentioned, the uh, points coming down, the first generic, uh, the Initiative 2 Red Squadron Bomber coming in at 30 points. I have seen some people trying to suggest the idea of ion cannon turret spam with these because they are 34 points with the turret. It's a semi-cheap control piece, but the weakness is that Unlike that old uh, five Y-Wings with ion cannon turrets that were popular a year ago, you don't have veteran turret gunner to just pile on the attacks and damage with this list. And even then, that list was pretty overrated. Like It was a, it like a month list. and a half of being the boogeyman, and then people figured out better stuff. And, it just, it just, and they stopped jousting five Y-Wings yeah. with ion yeah. cannon turret. Yeah, yep. and again, I will... Uh, you know, go to my bias of that's the list that knocked me out of Adepticon, so obviously it's overpowered. I mean, I, I lost yeah. to, I got knocked out of Adepticon by some random jank, so. <laughs> uh, the thing about Y-Wings is they're not very good. Like, that's the uh, I really they're like them, cool. but they're they're not very they're good. They're cool like, shit. They're one of my competitively, favorite. Competitively, yeah. yeah. I'm speaking purely from a competitive standpoint. They're just, there is one in Republic that is very good, and the rest of them, I think, are pretty overcosted. I think Nine times out of ten, you can find a ship that does what the Y-Wing wants to do better. And as for spamming ion cannon once for 34 points, like 
it's not I don't I wouldn't call it bad. It's just not consistent. So I don't think you're gonna have consistent success with it. Indeed. And consistency Indeed. is king yeah. in a competitive format. Absolutely. Well, moving on up to the uh the other generic, the Shadow Squadron veteran at 32 points, initiative three with a talent slot. Uh I could see the argument for expert handling on them, but then you have a before you even put a turret on it, that's a 34-point ship that still has the same limitations as its cheaper cousin. I'm going to say something crazy here real quick. Um, Expert handling is worse than R4 Master Mech on Y-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I will, I will actually agree there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One time did I take expert handling on a Y-Wing. I also I had an R4 Astromech on there because it was a Han gunner cavil where yeah. i wanted to be able to barrel roll a line of my shots at i5 and i was already clearing stress every turn anyway like and that was only worth it because it was a four point han gunner yeah also that was a one 60, of the most... 60 point proton torpedo han gunner turret cavil yeah that's well, why also it was one of the most blatantly under costed upgrades to ever come out in yeah. 2.0 like Indeed. press f for the glory days yeah yeah that was, that was my time but having experimented a bit with both r4 and uh expert handling on the Y-Wings. I can say that, again, they're usable if you plan on stressing yourself or barrel rolling a lot. There's an argument to be made for barrel rolling to make sure you've got that range control with the ion cannon turret, but at the same time, you're doing so to give up your your modified shots, which is rarely, if ever, worth it. Yeah, that's the big thing. Like, I think you could make a very strong argument that instead of taking expert handling, every one of those times you're not sure you're gonna you're gonna get a shot, just take a target lock and then have a better shot next time. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, every once in a while you can barrel your wing to block soon to your fell, and guess what? It's worth just doing one or two straight the next turn after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If the barrel roll is so key, then it's not gonna matter whether your blues are bad or whether you get stressed afterwards. It's gonna yeah, be the right choice. Indeed. All right. Well, moving on to the first named pilot, uh, R2-D2 at 35 points. Uh, he's an I-2. He is a droid pilot, so he has the calculate action instead of focus. And instead of an astromech slot, he has a crew slot. And his ability is that uh, at the start of engagement, you gain a calculate token if there's an enemy ship in your rear arc. It's the first R2-D2 that isn't busted as crap. True. <laughs> yeah. Compared to his uh, rebel counterparts, he's, uh... well, no, to be fair, wait, is there a resistance RTD2? No. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Because I was going to say, if, it, if there is, it was so unmemorable, I didn't even know about it. But I see there's possibly a combo with the C3PO crew where you could potentially get three calculate tokens in a round. But on your one agility ship, though. Exactly. Why? Uh, you're looking close to 50 points for an initiative two with a questionable ability. Yeah, that's 43 for just 3PO. And then if you do an ion cannon, you're at 48. Yep. And that's a very, very expensive Y-Wing that just gets a focus token at that point. Like, <laughs> I do like, just for humor value, the idea of R2-D2 with Ahsoka, Gunner, and Palpatine crew, so you can have a two-force droid running around. Neither of those upgrades are in hyperspace, and it's still not a good idea anyway, no matter how funny it is. Our buddy Greg ran something similar as a Aces Greg. High. Greg. <laughs> Greg granted it for aces high uh, with us, and it was hilarious. It wasn't good, but it was very. But funny. it was hilarious. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah, indeed. So if you want a fun R two D two, run them in aces high with Palpatine and Ahsoka and an ion cannon and a bomb and yeah, 
and then get APT'd by Fenrir. <laughs> That's an important part of the fun. But he got to change a crit to a hit, so he on did you. get to change a crit to a hit. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, going from uh, the bottom to the top, broadside the uh, as most people will say, the only Y wing worth flying. Uh, there are some uh, dissenters there. But, That's what Doug and I will say. Yeah, right now, sure. he's the okay. only one with flying. All right. All I can say is, as you mentioned this, I actually looked at R two D two and broadside right next to each other, and how in the world is broadside only one more point than R two D two? Indeed, I think it's more broadside's fault than R two D two's fault. Oh yeah, right. it's just insane either way. Yeah, and if you look at the one points. below, the same uh, thing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Thirty six points for an initiative three, so it's a good spot in the initiative. Uh, his ability to be able to, when firing a turret out of your side arcs, you can modify a blank result to a focus on offense. That phenomenal. is super, super phenomenal. phenomenal. I mean, one of the it, best abilities in the game. Yeah, uh, I've been flying broadside a lot in my uh, my last six months worth of lists since he came out, basically, and uh, I just I I love that ability. The ion cannon control is really good in the current meta because he's kind of the only ship who can pull it off in the current yeah. meta. Consistently. Uh, consistently. Consistently, yes. Yeah. However, he, and I will, as someone who loves this faction and this uh, particular ship, he does still have the same weaknesses that are inherent to the chassis. The poor maneuverability, you've only got one defense die, and if you're not putting in that ion control... You're not really an offensive powerhouse. Although, anecdotally, I have got more kills with Broadside's primary cannon attack than almost any other ship in my list. But put that me? into context. Uh, that's because people are putting themselves at range one in Broadside's arc to avoid to everything avoid. else. Yep. Yeah. Um, so he's just getting a lot of, quote, good shots that he shouldn't be getting purely because of his ability. Um, like, people are going to take those range, they're going to let you have range one primary shots all day over letting you have that side arc shot. And that's fine, because that's just a, a nice shot that you get near the end of your firing order most of the time. You know why it's so nice? Because broadside with the focus averages 2.8 hits on three dice. Specifically out of a side arc, yeah. Out of the side arc, yes. Mm -hmm. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's yeah, better than focus target lock. It's it's much better than focus target lock. Yeah, you, uh, are, you are absolutely going to against small ships at range one in the side arc, you're pretty much guaranteed to ionize them, and... if That's oh, actually not much better. Yeah, Take if you back. keep following with uh, that too hard and too hard, one stress, like it's pre-programmed into the dial, uh, broadside is a threat. Uh, I think since more people have become aware of how just sheer good he is at 41 points with the turret... Uh, as I've been playing him more, I've noticed that better opponents will tend to single him out almost at the cost of anything else just to get him off the board. Sometimes that's an advantage. Even. I would say that's his biggest weakness is most of the time he's going to be flying with CLT Jedi who are so much faster than he is. And it's really easy to take just to eat a round of Jedi shots to delete broadside. I will having, having played against the list a couple times, it's not as easy as it feels like it would be head sim wise. Um, like with four CLT Jedi, they're gonna get bullseyes and it hurts. But oh yeah, no, nah, yeah, they're gonna, you're gonna. He is definitely the sure. he's definitely the the easiest thing to pick off in that list. Yeah. But he's still eight health on one agility. It's not easy to just pop him. Yes, Broadside's a good ship. Yes, yes, no, no moving argument on, there. Moving on to something more expensive and yet not as good, 
you've got Matchstick at 43 points, initiative four, and he gets to reroll one attack die for each red token he has. While double mods can be useful, again, you're on a low damage output ship. It's not worth the cost. So I many have. people, so many people have said, just start out and have your entire list target lock matchstick. No, it's it's a waste of actions and points. Well, Matt, Matt ranted before I did. Yeah, I mean the, the waste of actions is relative. If like so, it means, the, it means you can't target lock more important ships. Yeah, but like in the context of like extended, when people ran matchstick a lot, like if it's a couple of torrents that are targeting matchstick, they weren't going to target lock anyway. Um, so it's not a big deal. The big thing is that Broadside is mathematically better than Matchstick, and he's Indeed. seven points cheaper. Broadside with an Ion Cannon is cheaper than Matchstick. Broadside yeah. with an Ion Cannon and an R4, so it's bad, is the same cost as Naked Matchstick. And that's yeah. why I left it with just the cheaper. Because <laughs> yeah. don't but put R4s on Broadside. You should never if, not do this. If you forced me to fill 43 points and I couldn't take a bid, I would take Broadside with, <laughs> with R4. Yes. <laughs> if, if, yes. I agree. <laughs> So, just to be fair, Matchstick does get technically better at range 1, assuming you have enough red tokens to fully modify the shot. Uh, but that means that they're all target locks, because otherwise you don't have a focus, and then he's even worse than Broadside. Uh, and he works out of every arc, and not just a side arc. Um, so he's a little bit more flexible. Um, but that's so many points uh, for not much value at all. I would argue if like the arc thing is an issue, learn how to fly broadside without having to rotate his arc mm-hmm. and have a better mathematical ability. I mean, it's still a Y-wing. Like there are ships that can out outposition them, and you need to rotate. But that's true. We did have one local player. Uh, I'm not going to name and shame here, but they were adamant that bro- that Matchstick is great because he loves to get panicked pilot. And I thought if you're <laughs> taking a crit with a Y-Wing, you're already in a very, very bad yeah. situation. Yeah, that's a goofy one. Are you worried about, I'll show you the dark side? <laughs> it shouldn't be. <laughs> that's Spoilers. The Kylo Ren. Kylo's yeah. not gonna show also, you the dark you still, side you still have to hit him with the crit that the Y-Wings like to flip to a hit. So True. Yeah, the Y-Wings slip it before it goes oh. through the dark side. Yeah, indeed. All the right. biggest well, thing is you can target lock on him, but it's so many more points than broadside, it's just not worth it. Like, oh, for, at that point, one... bring R2-D2 and target lock with him instead. Yeah. Sure. For only one more point, you get... Hey, look, here he is again. Oddball! This ball is the oddest ball of all. <laughs> Same <laughs> ability, less effectiveness. Well, actually, this is probably his best one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was even better before they fact it. You True, could it was much better before they fact it. Yeah. As written, quite good. As fact, the Listen. third worst oddball. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, for those who might not be familiar, what specifically does the FAQ reference here? Uh, the original oddball in the Arc and Torrent, you had to fully execute a maneuver, a red maneuver, or perform a red action to get the target lock. The Y-wing oddball just says execute a maneuver, so in theory, you could 4K and bump and still get the target lock. Uh, but they fact it so that it should say what the other ones say. Indeed. Now, sidebar, they seem to have had a lot of. Uh, cards in the last couple waves that they put out and said, oh, we printed that wrong. Here's what it should say. Uh, Alexander Callos in the Ghost being another one. So Yeah, I mean, mistakes happen. happen. Yeah. It's really not a big deal. Nope. And so then, we have a fact. 
Yep. That's why we have an FAQ, indeed. So yeah, it's not 20 pages long like it used to be. Thank God. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then going to the top of the order, Anakin Skywalker, initiative six in the Y-Wing for 60 points. Uh, he's got the same ability that he does in the Ether Sprite, same three force. Okay. Jeez. I'm going to make roommate Taylor sad when I say that Anakin and the Y-Wing are crap and not good. Yeah. He's go so expensive. And I, I want to argue having uh, roommate Taylor destroyed me in our league with a uh, Anakin, but you me too. But yeah. like, it doesn't make it doesn't make any. <laughs> yeah. doesn't so make the thing deal. is, he's I six with three force, and he can t- pick up the target lock to have essentially a fully modified proton torpedo, like ninety nine percent of the time fully modified. If you can guarantee you get off both those proton torpedoes, he's probably worth his value. Because if you think of the days of like Redline with advanced sensors and Protorps was around that price, and actually I think it was cheaper. Jesus, it was. But it's around that price. Advanced. It's around that price now, and he's worth the points yeah. then. Um, and at I six, you should be able to do what advanced sensors Redline does in in terms of getting the target lock most of the time. Indeed. Um, but he's a Y wing, so he's slow and he has bad, you know, a bad dial. Um, he dies. I, yeah. I, like with, I want to say it's. No, oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was say he comes out. He's minimum seventy-five points, pretty much. Probably closer yeah. to eighty, and that's a lot of points for a Y-wing. Yeah. Well, so he's seventy-four with just Protorps. Exactly. So if you're bringing him just to fire his two Protorps and then reload and fire again until he dies, I could see the argument that he is not not terrible. I just think there are better things you can bring for those points. That's an Obi one and a half right there. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to f- emphasize that I'm super happy he's 60 points because I don't want to live in a world where he's cheaper. Oh, Doug hates God, torpedoes. Man. Yeah. I don't know if that's come I, across I in the show yet. Alpha Strike is not a thing Doug's... No, it's not. I am unabashedly un- I'm unabashedly biased against munitions. And happy about it. Yeah. Hence the unabashedness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Well, with this ship, uh, upgrades that you can put on it seem to be kind of self-explanatory. You want the only turret in the format, the Ion Cannon turret, to really just make use of that ability. There is an argument for using the cheap ones as bombers, but I don't think that's seen a lot of success. Maybe in the right hands it could, but... Uh, so what so do you far. mean by as bombers? Do you mean like uh, just taking bombs? Like carrying bombs? Or yeah, car- like... taking a proton bomb or a seismic on it and just drop a bomb, go rotate. Drop a bomb, go rotate. Okay, well I don't think there's anything in the game that's good with that. But I do think it's fine to put bombs on white wings. Yeah, oh, that's absolutely. fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I just wanted to are, clarify because yeah, like, you're just I, uh, you also have to look at these are for the most part inexpensive ships. Uh, if yeah. you're looking at 36 point broadside, 41 with the ion cannon turret. Uh, the first thing beyond that I would put on them is a hull upgrade because hull upgrade is good on them. It pushes them their half point threshold up one. Takes them yeah. to nine total health, meaning it takes five damage to get them to half points, and on the average, that's going to mean one more shot that they have to take to get half points. And if you're depending on your list, if your uh, Y wing is drawing a lot of fire like broadside tends to, they're going to need to pour more bullets into him to kill him. That's not a bad call. I definitely think hull upgrade's good, although like if you're Deciding between hull upgrade and seismic charge, I think there's a very, very strong argument seismic charge is better. Like, broadside is there as a control piece, and seismic charge, charges are amazing control pieces. So it's just adding adding more to what he's good at. Um, 
That being said, hull upgrade is perfectly fine. Uh, and you can't mess up and hurt yourself with the hull upgrade. Right. The um, downside to these seismic charges is looking at that dial. It's de it really depending on placement. You're not going to drop a seismic charge and blow past a rock unless you're doing that four straight because... Just drop it on the rock behind you. Yeah, yeah you can drop it on the yeah, rock you got to get you. past a rock. It could be somewhat uh, predictable, but then again, so can all bombers. Uh, I would say... Well, so, okay. But the thing about seismic charges is that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it covers so much space. It's a huge area, yeah. especially if you if there's more than one rock in range, pick. That's an yeah. absurd area denial. And if I have to take a damage on broadside to do a damage to Kylo, I'm going to do that 140% of the time. I'm going to do it six times out of six, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. But so, so I do think seismic charges are something you should look into on broadside. I th I think seismic charges are one of the most underrated things in the game. Like. The just the raw area that they they can do damage in is insane. This is true. Fair, fair. Also, really uh, good against mining guild size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those annoying vultures and things of that nature. Uh, and I do agree that pretty much some people are gonna say Anakin is amazing. You guys made the point that he is very very expensive. If you're willing to make him the center point of your list, more power to you. But I think uh, we're all in agreement that Broadside is far and away the diamond in this rough. The yeah. only in this rough. Well, broadside is six points short of being half the price of Anakin. I think it's the biggest thing. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> all right. And then on to the uh, flagship, as it were, of the faction, the Delta-7 Ether Sprite, which does not get the Delta-7B title or configuration. It's true. They're currently Delta-7As. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're Delta-7As. All right. Uh, again, the uh, fine-tuned control ship ability that after fully executing a maneuver, you may spend a force to perform a boost or barrel roll action. Incredibly good. Uh, that's just such a useful ability at all initiatives. Yeah. Yes. And other than Kylo, it's the only way to double reposition. Like, free either way, double reposition in uh, hyperspace. And what he means is boost into barrel roll, or barrel roll into boost on the same ship. Correct, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's stressless, which means you get your entire dial the entire time. Which is a phenomenal dial, one might yeah. say. Yes. Yeah, Kylo has a really good blue dial, so he doesn't suffer that much from being stressed all the time. True. But but Aether Sprites can do whatever they want every turn, which is, yep. that's not, that's that's very meaningful. Absolutely. A Aether Sprites, just ship chassis, stat line dial, ship ability load. I think they're top top notch. I don't think you yeah. can pick a ship that's better, except for maybe the Tide Defender, if you're looking at straight chassis. Yeah, but that's 37 versus 68 points. Like. Indeed it is! <laughs> uh, I think the Silencer is comparable because it has 6 health. Uh, it's a really tanky, fast mobile ship, but but the, the point is Aether Sprite's amazing. Like, right. Uh, I absolutely, with the Delta 7B, it was one of the favorite ships I've ever had the chance to fly. I thought taking that configuration away would make it just too fragile for my taste you guys know and i've advocated a lot that i tend towards beefier jousting lists mm -hmm. but lately with the uh four clt jedi knights and broadside i've really started to uh to, to kind of get the hang of it and well and just to interrupt you quickly we talked about this last week that a tie fo is actually tankier on average than a tie sf it takes more shots and, to kill and that's the but... difference between a clt and a delta b Right. But now you get multiple defensive mods on that third agility. Like these things are actually brick walls for their price. 
Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the, the first thing you see is, oh, but you don't get that extra attack die. Uh, Calibrate laser targeting, if you can line up that bullseye, uh, Doug, I believe you're making the argument that it's actually better than a three-dot shot. Uh, math is ma- math, it's math, better, yeah. yeah. Math is <laughs> uh, decided. Yeah, assuming you are lining up CLT, adding an eye result is better than just rolling three dice. Um, because it's essentially, like, you have, on two dice, you have a 50, you, have, you should average one hit. Uh, so on, let's, uh, assuming you have the yeah. focus, if you roll two dice, you average one and a half damage. If you have three dice, you average 2.25. If you have CLT instead of a third die, you average two and a half. Yep. I was just pulling it up. Yeah. Uh, Doug is correct in all of the numbers. Um, yeah. yeah, two and a half out of three. Two and a half out of two is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> some amazing efficiency. Now, you have to line up the bullseye, which you're not going to do every turn. Uh, but that's why you bring more than one. Exactly. Perfectly five. Somewhere in the five <laughs> range. Yeah. Well, starting with the uh, the Jedi Knight at 37 points, 39 with calibrated laser targeting. Uh, initiative three, a single force. But really, that force is either a permanent mod or allowing you to do that you know barrel roll into focus without the stress or... it's the best force point in the game yeah, it's super is. Yeah. 39 points for that ship at that initiative with that ability with that yeah. configuration is so so good guys yeah the let's difference just, oh, let's ballpark how much do you think you would pay for a force talent that said after you execute a maneuver you may spend a force to perform a booster barrel oh because I'm paying twenty for it, I think. Yeah, I started at fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this ship costs thirty-seven points. Like, <laughs> it's, it's like the supernatural or. Uh, yeah, it's starting in the double forces. digits for sure. Like yeah. easily. Uh, so yeah, like just uh, it's such a good force point. Right. Uh, so yeah, the generics here. You can run four of them and a support ship. You can run five of them and just. Bumblebee spam your opponent. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, they're they're great ships. They're they're all good ships, Doug. Hopefully, yeah. and this makes people realize that they're pretty on par with Delta B if flown well. Yeah, maybe we'll see more CLT and extended too. Yeah. I I mean I think I would say that CLT for Jedi Knights CLT is better than Delta B. Oh, agreed. Um, but so part of what makes Jedi Knights good as well, just to go in a little more depth into the specific ship. Uh, they're actually one of the ships that I3 is kind of a strength for them. Uh, because of how cheap they are and how easy you can spam them, it's not a big deal if you move first because they're great blockers. Uh, but when you hit those swarms or, you know, 5x or whatever, they're suddenly aces. Like, you have five oh, yeah. assumed your fells on the board. Like uh, Five Obi-Wan Kenobis on the board. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the I3 isn't actually that big of a penalty for them like it is for a lot of chassis. Um, uh, I did say it last week uh, at the store champ we all went to seeing two droid swarms and realizing I out-initiated their entire list was just a wonderful feeling. Yeah. yeah with a five-ship list. Let alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah. well, the Jedi Knight, the, their sole generic is uh, great out there. Uh, the first named pilot comes in at 38 points, 41 with calibrated laser targeting. Barris Offie, uh, initiative four, a single force, and she has the ability to allow... Okay, let, let me read this completely so I don't get it wrong. It's another one of those complicated ones. While a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 performs an attack, if the defender is in its bullseye arc, you, meaning Barris, may spend one force point to change a focus result to a hit 
or a hit to a crit. Uh, so, if you have the points, you need two, assuming you have CLT. You should just make a Jedi Knight Beresafi. There's, like, no reason not to. Uh, you go up from I3 to I4, which is useful, and you sometimes have a neat ability. True. Uh, but if you don't have the points, it's not a big deal. She's not She's not bringing a ton of extra value. It's just worth the points. She's not worth cutting for. Yeah. No. Yep. There, there's those niche cases where... Uh... You know, the bullseye, if you already want it lined up for CLT, okay, I can change that blank into a focus and add another focus and spend yeah, a focus. Sure. Yeah, there's the potential there. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm just saying. The big she, thing is, oh, sorry. I say put her in if you've got the points, but yeah. don't cut other stuff in your list for her, was mm-hmm. my point. No, absolutely. The biggest not. thing with her ability is it's not just her, she can use it on friendly ships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it's a solid ability. It's indeed. I agree. And then next up the ladder, you have the Padawan to the Master. Uh, Master to the Padawan. Master to the Padawan. Oh, gosh, I made a reference (laughs) and got it wrong. No. Oh, my God. (laughs) There were three whole episodes about this. (laughs) Luminara Unduli, uh, also an Initiative 4, with two Force points at 43 points, 46 with uh, Calibrated Laser Targeting. And her ability is the flip side. While a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 defends, if it's not in the attacker's bullseye, Luminara can spend a force point to change a crit to a hit or a hit to a focus. As we mentioned earlier, this is pretty good with Padme out there. Oh, it's it's more than that with Padme. That's the thing. Yes. It's, it's a really good ability regardless. And regardless. then it's with Padme, they just... It's impressive as hell. So well, yeah. yeah, Luminara, uh, even before the points change and the format change, one of the most, I would say, probably the third most common uh, Delta after Anakin and Obi-Wan. Uh, I bet she's, uh, well, no, I bet she's fifth. Because really? Plo is above her, and for whatever reason, people were obsessed with Mace, so they took mm-hmm. Mace over her, too. That's true, but uh, I, I mean, Luminara for the for the points, because I believe she was one that the points didn't change on. Right. Uh, still, that ability, it's, it's annoying. It makes your opponent burn... Uh, you know, green tokens. It's yeah. it's decent, and even it's so, more than that. It's a phenomenal ability. Yeah, the thing with Luminara is she's almost never popular right when a meta shifts. Like people look at either the acier stuff or the more efficient stuff in like Jedi Knights, and then as the meta starts to settle, you'll start you'll, you'll start to see her pick up in popularity. Indeed, we were That's... seeing Chopper Luminara at the end of the last meta. Right. That's, yeah. To Doug's point. Uh, Mm-hmm. Like, it's she. She's in that middling initiative and middling points cost where you you start with your big heavy Anakin's and Obi Wan's, like your Ace Aether sprites, uh, or you start with your Jedi Knights. But then you start to like you you found the list and you like it, but you want a little more utility, so you start looking at options. And Luminara is just amazing for that. Like she adds a, a strong defense both for herself and her buddies. Um, she's still a two force Jedi, which is really strong. Uh, she's good with either Delta Seven or CLT and extended. Um, she's just a really flexible ship that uh, that's really good. Indeed. All I right. Agree. Well, I said for... she's my pick. If I'm running the five CLT Jedi, um, I would seriously consider trying her as the fifth one. You have to drop her CLT to do so, but I do think that's definitely worth trying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving I, I up the ladder. Damage is uh, the enemy. Moving up to Ahsoka Tano at 44 points. Initiative 3, so she's, uh, again, only 46 points with CLT. Uh, two Force, and a incredibly powerful ability that 
When you fully ex after you fully execute a maneuver, you may choose a friendly ship at range zero to one, which means yourself as well, and spend a force. That ship may perform an action even if it is stressed. So, uh, hey, how would you like that 5K into barrel roll or, you know, sloop into boost and effectively be in the same spot? Or no, take three actions with yeah, your yeah. yeah, on a, a non-red maneuver. Mm -hmm. uh, so one quick note, Smittle, you could do... You could leave CLT on her and drop it off of a Jedi Knight, which is what I probably did. Oh, could you? Okay. Yeah. I didn't actually uh, finish building the list after I did yeah. the math. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was I just built it real quick when you said yeah, it. Yeah, uh, I, I noticed that. Um, I when I, I built it until it got to her CLT was two hundred, and I didn't figure yeah. out how to fit it. Yeah. Um, but for Ahsoka, uh, I think I would argue that she has the strongest ability among Aether sprites. Agreed. Uh, right, especially is. because. Like, all those things you mentioned, she can do for herself, but she can also give that action to other ships at range 0 to 1, which is right. crazy strong. Um, it's, it's a free I, coordinate. Well, yeah. actually, it's a little better than a coordinate, because while you're restricted to range 0 to 1, you, you can, can coordinate stressed, while yeah. you're stressed, while they're stressed. Oh, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't one-to-one -one equating it to a coordinate action, no, but it is functionally Exactly. I was thinking action. initially as well, like a coordinate, before I realized it has a lot more yeah. utility. But functionarily, uh, it's essentially a coordinate action. It just right. has a lot... It's just better at it. You can coordinate, coordinate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, obviously FFG agrees, because she's a Hell point more than Luminara. She's the same initiative as a Jedi Knight, but she's seven points more. Like uh, All that said, she's still super worth it. Uh, you have to be a little more confident in your piloting abilities with her, because she's the same initiative as a Jedi Knight, but now she's expensive enough <laughs> that moving before stuff can be kind of scary. Um, but she's really good. Indeed, she is. All right. Also, coolest character out of the new canon. Oh yeah, hundred percent. My fave. Here. I can get behind that. Uh, uh for the same points, <laughs> there's Plo Koon at forty-four points. Uh, initiative five, two God, force, and uh, start engagement. Yeet some tokens. How is he the same price as Ahsoka? But does Christ? He's only got two fours. Yeah, I mean, so does Ahsoka. So we said this a lot. Uh, Smittle, would you pay more points for a generic I five than you would for a named I four with a pilot ability? I certainly would, Doug. Oh, what if it was two initiative higher for the same price and still had a pilot ability? I certainly would, <laughs> Doug, and well, have. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and now, so, Plo's not exactly the same, because the two configurations do cost more on him. That's true. Yeah, that, that is fair. Um, but but base cost is base cost, and they're yeah. both 44. Yeah, either way. <laughs> uh, like, Plo Koon, the only reason he's not the most popular ship in the Republic is because of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, and even then, I don't know, like, I could see the arguments if you are trying to squeeze every last bit of point into your list to just bring Plo Koon instead, and it's probably fine. Yeah. Like, he loses a force. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> now, his ability, at the start of the engagement phase, you may spend a force and choose another friendly ship at range 0 to 2. If you do, you can transfer one green token to it, or transfer one orange token from it to yourself. Super uh, underrated. Yeah, yeah, the orange tokens, currently, uh, you're not seeing a whole lot of in hyperspace. There's not really any tractoring going on out there, and... Uh, there is, of course, the obvious synergy between Plo Koon and Torpedo Anakin, where Anakin can just reload and fire that torp every round. But, uh, well, oh, Y-Wing Anakin, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, 
realistically, I think you would probably see the uh, transferring one green token used uh, a little more. Yeah, so I think that especially sings with CLT plow, because you, it's at start of engagement, so you know whether you have the bullseye lined up or not. So now it's it's a lot easier to go, okay, I don't have a good shot this turn. I'll just give it to this person with a way better shot than me. Um, Indeed. I used it quite a bit when I was running. Uh, I ran Obi-Wan, Plo Koon, Anna Kid, and Rick for a while. And Anna Kid had Protorps and Plasma Torps, and Passive Sensors, I mean. Um, and I would actually use it quite a bit to make sure that Anakin had the fully modified Proton Torpedo. So I keep passive sensors, and then I'd give him the focus on top of it. Uh, so now he has focus, target lock, and then a force and evade for defense. Um, Good lord. So you could theoretically evade, or barrel roll, evade, target lock, and then get thrown a focus? Yep, that happened. That was, that was, that was actually applied. X-wing, yeah. not theoretical yep. X-wing. <laughs> yep, I actually did that multiple times. Uh, uh, so another uh, use for Plo, not in hyperspace currently. Um, I flew with Chopper Astromech, and it was just hucking evades to Obi Wan or Rick. In my case, was it was great. Like it's super underrated to huck green tokens to people. Uh, oh wait, no, you have to pass the friendlies. Never mind. I was I was like, aren't jams orange tokens? But you don't want to jam are. your own. You don't want to <laughs> jam your buddy. Never mind. Ignore me. <laughs> no, you take the jam away from you me. Take the jam away. Yeah. Like if oh, you're, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. See, if your passive sensors, Anakin gets jammed, but you really yeah. need to get that torp off, Plo can take mm -hmm. the jam from him. Yeah, that's actually not a terrible use. Right. Or if you've got um, Obi-Wan out there who's letting people recharge focus tokens yeah. that you shouldn't have if you have a jam. And I do want to clarify, you have to spend a force to do it, so it is a situational ability. You're not going to spam it. No. Uh, but you're not bringing him for his ability, so that's fine. True. And when his ability it's, triggers, it's often clutch. Okay, so for uh, one more force and four more points, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Just one more force. Just that was one a weird more. way to phrase that. I would have led with the points, personally. <laughs> I was like, you tell me like three other things step. about him. <laughs> so we had to pay one force to get Obi-Wan. <laughs> Which I would do yeah. still. Yeah. All right, so okay. 48 points, 52 with uh, calibrated laser targeting. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, three force. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 2 spends a focus token, you can spend a force if you do that ship gains a focus token. Mm -hmm. Really useful uh, ability. Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan's still... He's still in contention for best ship in hyperspace. He's not nearly as popular as like Kylo or Boa because he's not a, a hard carry like they are because he's only 51. Um, he's but he's still amazing. Yeah. He's still Obi-Wan. The same Delta B Obi-Wan you remember from Extended is still in hyperspace. You just yeah. have to work harder. And if you remember, before Delta B, Obi-Wan was popular. CLT, Obi-Wan was popular. Indeed, with Rick and yeah. the Delta B Anakins. Yeah. Like, we, it's there. It's as good as Delta B, Obi-Wan. Yeah. And, uh, like, he's... Comparatively, he's so like, points-wise. He's 20 and points cheaper, and that's why he's as good. True. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, mathematically, if you're lining up the bullseye, he's better at offense. If you're like, if mm -hmm. you're on average on defense. Free gen is a thing there. Yeah, and Delta B is way easier to use effectively. That is the truth. It's it's easier to not line up bullseyes than it is to line up bullseyes. But yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, but even if Obi-Wan had a blank pilot ability, he has three force and double reposition. So. Yeah, and initiative five. That's incredibly yeah. good. But then there's a pretty ability. good ability on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's not amazing, but it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Uh, we're all pretty much in agreement. There really are no bad uh, Delta 7s in the format. That's uh, because they took Mace out of Hyperspace. 
What? <laughs> hey, I have an alt art mace card, and so do you. So I do, and I'm something. so thrilled to never use it. Um, hey, more importantly, I have a dabbing Obi Wan, and I I also have a dabbing Obi Wan. Hit us up for a dabbing Obi Wan. We'll not give well, it to you. Don't, don't just say that. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not going to give it to you, but like ask yeah. for them anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, we we may have some if you run into us at the next available tournament sometime right. in June. Okay, so. Uh, Going through all that, there's not really a whole lot of uh, faction-specific upgrades and talents left. There is the Astromech, who has two charges that lets you take an action after you do a red maneuver. Uh, not really all that useful, I guess. Uh, there are better uses. I think he's just a little too expensive. Mm -hmm. um, like, he's, he's essentially yeah, uh, but it's only twice for the same price. Like, I think if he was just a point or two cheaper, probably just a point cheaper, he'd probably see some play. But I think right. he's just a little too expensive. And we have definitely covered the benefits of calibrated laser. But let's get yeah. into the faction-specific talent dedicated. Now, it is uh, limited. I mean, sorry, non-limited ships only, and which means the only two ships that can carry it in the format are the Squad Seven veteran and the Shadow uh, Squadron pilot. Mm -hmm. And it reads, while another friendly ship in your side arc at range 0-2 to two defends, if it is limited or has the dedicated upgrade, and you are not strained, you may gain a strain token. If you do, the defender re-rolls one of their blank results. Is this good? So, um, maybe? Who knows? Much like Treacherous that we talked about last week, there is no data that says one way or the other. Uh, I suspect it is good. But it requires a very specific type of list that isn't popular in Republic, and that's either a bunch of generics with talents or a mixture of generics with talents and named pilots. Um, and neither of those, like the Sinker Swarm has been the closest, but they didn't generally take talents. Um, I'm, but rerolling blank results is really strong. It's on super defense. strong to reroll yeah. blanks on defense. Um, Huge. Like if you were very powerful. If you're going to bring a Squad 7 veteran, the I3 arc we talked about earlier, put Dedicated on it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Like, it's one point, and uh, it's not that difficult to trigger. Like, I think the text is intimidating, but, like, if, if you think about, like, a, a 7 Squad vet with next to Obi-Wan, Plo Koon, and Anakid, like, they're not going to shoot at that arc over the Jedi if they have a good shot on the Jedi. Uh, but if they do, now that Jedi has three defense dice, a, a bunch of force, and can reroll a blank, that seems pretty good. It does yeah, seem so pretty good. Something I thought of, actually, a a good comparison to it would almost be Ruthless. But for defense. Yeah, it's kind of a defensive Ruthless. Yeah, I yeah. can see what you're saying there. Because um, you're looking at it, it's only going on an agility ship, which while strained is a zero agility ship. So they go, oh no, you could take one more damage from an attack. Three-eighths of the time. Yeah. yeah. Five-eighths of the time, it's the same damage. So yeah. if you had a card that said, hey, make a friendly ship take one point of damage, and you get to re-roll a defense die, would you take it? Yes. Um, I mean, not all the time, but I would find that. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, thing is, this is be... better than that. This is because better than that. They have to shoot at you while you're strained for it to matter, which mm -hmm. means they're splitting fire, or you didn't do a blue. Right. During, like... They um, probably had a good reason for not doing a blue if you yeah. didn't do a blue. So if you had a card that said uh, the defender gets to reroll the defense die 
and the ship must shoot at you the next turn, but you take an extra damage, I would take that in a heartbeat. Um, like because they have to they have to split fire in order for the strain to mean anything. Um, so I, I think dedicated is pretty good. It's just kind of awkward. Side now, hey, arcs are a weird mechanic. Yeah. Imagine if it gave offensive rerolls. No, no. Shut up. <laughs> We're not. We actually agreed to not imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be just. Uh, I, I don't want to live like, in that world. We like, already have a ship that gives. We already yeah, have what if idea. we made all my ships into sinker? Let's say we already have an arc that gives three rolls out the side. Yeah. <laughs> also, we already have a lat coming that does that. Uh, the lat's that, basic chassis that, ability does that. that lat, lat. lat. I was eyeing because sad passive monster oh, Jedi, yeah. but then yeah. I had to transition to a lat chant. That's fair. All right. So, looking at all the ships in the faction, uh, I think Republic is probably winning for the most underrated faction. There's a lot oh, of power I, here that no one is using. Yeah. and uh, Way finer than they look. Yeah, mm -hmm. people got intimidated by having to think about their double reposition aces. Like You do have to position well with Jedi in order to make them worth their points. Because um, otherwise they're wimpy two-die guns, and you're paying more points than you are for a Naboo. Uh, but if you can line up those bullseyes, then it's definitely worth it. I will say that uh, switching to the Republic list has uh, got me the most wins so far in our league, uh, rather than my jank that I was running before. It got me to the top four of a store championship. So uh, take it from me. It's a good faction. There's a lot of, uh, lot of utility there. I definitely think it's the leader of underrated factions. Agreed. I don't Indeed. think it has any competition, no. really. I uh, well, uh, while we have a, uh, we're all kind of living life under quarantine here, most of us aren't able to get out to play at our local league nights or stores, so a lot of us are turning to, uh, you know, Vassal. Uh, if you go over to the Fly Better Podcast's Facebook page, they are actually uh, hosting a free invite of Vassal tournament that's going to be going on over the next couple weeks using their jank tank format where you sign up for it and they will send you one of two random lists to choose from that you got to fly. So if you want to have just some random wacky fun, if you want to get in on some X-Wing with people from literally all over the world, uh, maybe if that's in your uh, wheelhouse, give that a look. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I know and I'm going to probably be checking it call out. out. Gold Squadron Podcast is also one. Absolutely, a gold water the, podcast there. The, the gold knock. Yeah, and if you're worried about the time dedication, it's single elimination, so the only ways, reason you'd be in it for an extended period of time is if you're winning. Uh, otherwise, Yay. it's just kind of a fun way to get a game or two in and uh, and socialize a little. Right. And another thing that uh, you can do is watch some streamed games, and uh, we are actually going to look at putting on some of those in the next couple weeks uh, from the House of Doug and Alex. Turns uh, out, when you live together, you're quarantined together. Who yeah, knew? so <laughs> you go. we do have to unbury our streaming equipment from when we moved a couple months ago. True. Um, so what we'll probably do is put up some Facebook polls on our on uh, the Tashi Station radio page uh, to see what days people would prefer. Like we'll give you a couple options, whether it be like a weeknight or a weekend. Um, also, uh, we'll probably put up some ideas on what kind of lists you'd like to see. Uh, you know, we might give put up a, a set of like you know eight or ten lists, and you guys get to pick which which ones face off, or uh, or maybe some sort of theme or something. Uh, we're pretty open to ideas. If anybody has some, you can uh, drop us a let us know on the on the Facebook page. Yep, pay, uh -huh. yeah, pay attention to Tosh Edition Radio Facebook for more on that. We will try and provide the content that we can. Indeed. 
All right. Well, I think uh, this podcast pretty much had a little bit of everything. Uh, guys, we, before we close, do we have any shout outs? Uh, my father, Bob Howe. Uh, Greg. Thank you to all X-Wing players whose jobs are considered essential. Um, thanks for your hard work. We appreciate yeah. all that. You and stay do. safe. Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our local uh, store, Game Cafe, and other gaming stores who are doing a similar thing, who, uh, even though they're not able to take customers, they're still fulfilling online orders and in some cases doing home delivery. So you can have uh, your own uh, board games and whatnot to alleviate some of the cabin fever that can set in during this time. Uh, oh, next week, we're yeah. going to go over the Empire, so be sure to tune in for that. No! No, we actually are. Oh. Did I see our League of Legends open? No. I just sure, yelled. I just yelled what no. Was, it? Like Darth was Vader. it my League of Legends that made noise? <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's why it was in my ears. I understand oh, now. Oh, gosh. Okay. This kid's an addict. There no, I just go. didn't close it before the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, on League that note, uh, <laughs> Station Radio, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Smittle. And don't forget, wash your hands. Lat, 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 Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and keep up with episodes as they're released. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, and on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you'd like to help out with our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and toss us a buck or two. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening.